previous video, we took a look at 14 of the different categories of disabilities. And today we're going to talk about one of those specific categories, um, which is a specific learning disability or SLD for short. And one of those specific learning disabilities is dyslexia. Dyslexia is it's common, it's a common learning disability, one that we, we learn, we know a lot about. In the Greek, dis means difficulty with, and laxia means language or words. And so dyslexia is difficulty with words. When a child has dyslexia, he has an average or above average IQ. And he's very intelligent, but when it comes to learning how to read and write and spell, that task can look insurmountable. And I think that it's important for us to understand when a psychologist is evaluating a child for dyslexia, they're going to first um, test their IQ or figure out their, their intelligent quotient, and then they compare that with their academic performance. A child is not diagnosed with dyslexia unless there's a very large discrepancy between their IQ and their performance or their reading and their spelling skills. Dyslexia is something that's inherited, so it's often passed down from one generation to the next. And there are quite a few uh, signs or symptoms, things to look out for if you're wondering um, if this child might be, have a dyslexia. And linked um, in the description below, we'll include a signs and symptoms uh, sheet that was written by Susan Barton. I really think that if, if we as teachers understand this skill or that that understand what, what is going into reading, that's gonna help us when we think about, I have a child that's struggling with reading, how do I help them? What, what can I be doing in the classroom to be assisting them? I think it's important for us to understand that dyslexia is not a vision problem. It is something called a phonemic awareness problem. To understand this, I think first we need to talk about something called phonological awareness. And you can think about phonological awareness as being the umbrella term, the overarching term that has a lot of different pieces or components to it. Phonological awareness is the ability to hear and manipulate sounds in spoken language. And so we use our ears, not our eyes, for phonological awareness. Phonemic awareness is one piece underneath this, this umbrella. And there's a progression of skills as, as someone grows in their phonemic awareness. So when a child is very young, they may just hear, like when you speak a sentence, it's just like one long blurb of language or a sound. And at some point, a child is able to identify each of the individual words in a sentence. So for example, if we have a sentence, the cow plodded down the street. A child um, will first need to be able to identify that there are, well, the cow plodded down the street. Six words in that sentence. The next step in the progression is um, understanding compound words. So if we have cowboy, we put that together and it becomes cowboy. And airplane becomes airplane. The next step would be to identify syllables in a word. So let's say you have table, a child should be able to identify that there are two syllables in that word, table. Or banana would have banana. You could also have the child could make those motions on their um, on their legs, and they could say 
banana. Or let's say that we do dictionary. Dictionary. Then, as they get better at this skill of phonological awareness, we become, we get to the place where it's called phonemic awareness. And that's taking the word and breaking it down to each of the individual sounds. So let's say we have the word go. A student would be able to identify go makes the word go. Or sometimes it's helpful to use this motion. We could say go and then teach the child to slide and you blend it together and you have go. Also that would work with like Past, past, past. And these are the types of skills that a child with dyslexia is struggling with. They're, they're having difficulty breaking down a word into its parts, and that happens when they need to, um, when they need to read a word, also when they need to spell. It's the same skill, it's just, you know, um, encoding and decoding. Then we can even make this even trickier, and I can say, um, Say if, if I ask you to say the word hop, you can say hop, and then I can say change to st, and the word is stop. And then I can just say change to k, and the word is stock. And then I could change say ah, change ah to i, and now the word is stick. And so you have the ability to manipulate all of those sounds and change those words around just by changing one phoneme or one piece of the word. And so when a child has dyslexia, as you grow more experienced with this, you'll be able to spot it in your classroom. One of the most common things with dyslexia is the difficulty with spelling. And that, that is because when a child um, goes to write a word, they're just trying to remember how it looked. They're not thinking about how it sounds and all the different parts that are a part of it. And so they might just wildly guess at the spelling, or if they have a spelling list, they might be trying to memorize the words. And it, when instead, they should be sounding the word out in their, in their head. A child with dyslexia is, is will do things like when they're reading along and the, the word should be, um, horse, and they might say an entirely different word because of the picture. So let's say, let's say there's a dog, they might read puppy because they are basing what they're reading off of the pictures. One of the true tests of phonemic awareness is being able to read nonsense words. So a word like mip, they should be able to read that because they can sound out the individual parts. A child with dyslexia is going to struggle with that because it's not, it doesn't ring a bell to them as far as being, having remembered it from somewhere else. In older grades, as students are um, learning to be more independent with their work, sometimes it's, well, it can be really common uh, that a child does really, like they know all of the information, they understand all of the content, and when you ask them questions in class, they can give you back the answers, they, they remember what they're being taught, but then when it comes down to having a test and needing to read the test and write the words out, that can be extremely difficult. And so there's like the question of, is my test testing their knowledge, what they know, or is it testing their ability to read and write? Those are some of the, the things that I often, that I see in students when they're having dyslexia. And as we mentioned, um, 
in the previous video, dyslexia, there is a wide range. So it could be just a mild case where they this shows up a little bit, but with help in the classroom, some some little some accommodation or some extra teaching here and there, they will be just fine. And then dyslexia can also um, be a really a severe problem. There, yeah, it can there's a range there. What should we do about this? And we've kind of touched on this already, but I think first, as teachers, we can think about um, preventing this problem or being intentional about our teaching, especially in like kindergarten through in those through those lower elementary grades. If we can teach phonics very explicitly, if we can incorporate motions like I was showing you and some phonemic awareness practice, right, kind of incorporated in with our reading and spelling teaching, that can be, we can maybe um, avoid some problems, especially when there's, it's just a mild or a little bit of a struggle for a student. Also in the classroom, we're going to need to be accommodating and doing things like um, reading the test out loud for them when they need us to. And I always think about so I teach third grade and students, it's the, for the first time that they're really having some of these, a lot of in, uh, testing that they need to read on their own, like bigger tests that they need to um, be independent as they do it. And so I think about building up a child's stamina in their reading ability. So maybe, maybe I'll start by reading it for them, but then we'll take turns and I'll have them read it to me. And we, we kind of, or like they read a sentence, I read a sentence and gradually we can build up and and until they're at the place where they're confident enough that they could push through and read it on their own. And often when I've, when I've worked with children with dyslexia, um, sometimes their reading is not very, uh, very strong, but because they kind of know what it's supposed to be saying, they're able to use their, their comprehension and their um, other strategies to be able to be successful on the test. Sometimes or often when a child is um, has dyslexia, they're going to need one-on-one -on -one help, one-on-one -on -one tutoring to teach them how to read. A child with dyslexia can learn to read. They're just going to need a different, um, a different way to go about it, or they're going to need some different strategies to help them to do that. And perhaps you have heard about the Barton Reading and Spelling Curriculum that many different schools have begun using to help a child when they're struggling to learn to read. And the foundation of Barton, of that curriculum, is teaching phonemic awareness, is teaching students each of the pieces, each of the components in words. And this is called Orton-Gillingham-based uh, instruction. When And basically, that means it's a curriculum. It's multi-sensory. It's structured. You hear each individual sound. Um, there's progression with mastery. And another curriculum that is Orton-Gillingham-based that um, our school has begun using is something called All About Reading. And I feel like this is a little bit more child friendly than the Barton curriculum. And it's, but it's the same, it's taking the same techniques, the same um, the procedures to, to teach a child um, to read. And there are many books out there that uh, are resources that we can look at to, to help us to understand this a little bit more. Um, one of them, this is kind of the staple of uh, books about dyslexia, Overcoming Dyslexia by Sa Sally Shaywitz. Shaywitz would be a really good book to read. Also, 
um, I came across this children's book recently. It's called The Alphabet War. And this book is just a story about dyslexia, helping, helping children, even helping adults, though, understand the challenges that are the the struggle that a student can feel like when they understand, but they just, these words are so hard, so hard to understand them or to be able to read them. And so this book also points out that children with dyslexia often have significant strengths in other areas. And so kind of like we already mentioned, these, these children usually are auditory. They can, they can just listen and soak in the information, but they struggle then, yeah, with, the, with putting it on paper. I think that we need to also look for those strengths, look for the ways to encourage these students and um, build on what they're good at and, and the ways that they, that they shine. And so if you're a parent or an educator of a child with dyslexia, I encourage you to keep learning, keep um, pressing into resources, and let's be well-informed so that we um, are understanding, so that we can be, be prepared and be able to to support and um, accommodate these children as best we can. There are some additional resources linked below if you would like to, um, to pursue more on this topic. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.